Jesus restored her to her social world and brought her back to a life of value by freeing her from that fever. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, let's go. There's always been a tension between the private and public aspects of the Christian faith. I wonder if you think of your own faith as primarily a private part of who you are. In these verses, Jesus was trying to have some time in private prayer. Jesus and the disciples have been in the town of Galilee, continuing the very public proclamation of the gospel. There in that public and visible place, Jesus heals the sick, casts demons out of the possessed, which is to say, he restores the afflicted people to their community, back to the public. But then he ducks into a little house in town. In our house, when I was growing up, there was often good-looking fresh-baked cookies or bars or banana bread sitting on the kitchen counter. Sounds great, right? The problem is that we were often told to stay away from that stuff. Why? Well, because my mom was going to bring them to someone else. Maybe a neighbor who hadn't been feeling well, or someone we were going to visit, or, you know, it seemed to me like some random stranger might be getting that good stuff before I could get at it. One of the ways my mom has always loved to serve others is by cooking and baking good things for them. It appears that Simon Peter's mother-in-law was the same way before she fell ill. We read today that she was raised up by Jesus, a word that takes on powerful meaning in Mark's gospel near the very end of Mark. The same word is applied to Jesus at his own resurrection, raised up. Peter's mother-in-law immediately set about serving after having been raised. The Greek verb here is diakoneo, the same verb Jesus uses to describe the essence of his own ministry later in Mark. It is to serve rather than to be served. It is also to serve, that is to characterize his disciples. We miss the point then altogether if we see Simon Peter's mother-in-law as an example of an unliberated woman for whom serving men is her whole life. Rather, she is the first person in Mark's gospel who exemplifies true discipleship after having been raised up by Jesus, diakoneo. It was her calling and her honor to show hospitality to guests in her home. Cut off from that role by an illness, cut her off from doing that which integrated her into her world. Who was she when no longer able to engage in her calling? Jesus restored her to her social world and brought her back to a life of value by freeing her from that fever. It's important for us to see that healing is about restoration to community and restoration of a public calling. This all happened in the privacy of a little house in Capernaum. 
We can see that from the very beginning of Christianity, there have been periods of visibility and invisibility, times of openness and hiddenness, of proclamation on the streets. Think of Paul in Athens or Peter in front of the Sanhedrin, and worship and prayer in small homes or hidden away. These two experiences of the faith have alternated with one another, and sometimes they coexist. And through it all, the church keeps moving and adapting and serving. When we think about it, this faith has reached us today, not only because someone openly proclaimed the faith to us, but also because the faith was kept alive through worship and prayer and service in quiet places, sometimes hidden places, through the quiet evening prayers of parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. This faith is handed on. After Jesus raised Peter's mother-in-law and restored her to family and her community, the whole town was camped outside the door, trying to get close to Jesus, everybody clamoring for attention. We've already noted the frenetic pace of Mark's gospel and how this happened immediately. Jesus shows up on the banks of the River Jordan where he is baptized by John. Immediately, Mark says, he is sent out into the wilderness to resist all kinds of temptations. Then Jesus goes out to the fishing boats on the shores of the lake to call the disciples. And now we find him back in Galilee, in Capernaum, at Peter's house. All in the span of just a few verses, Jesus brought the church to the people. And I think this mash unit philosophy of the church is a good reminder for us today. We all have a need for some stability in our lives, especially now. So it does make sense that our church has a solid foundation and a set of sturdy walls, and we recite ancient creeds in here, and most of our pews are bolted to the floor. But the church needs to remember its heritage of pilgrimage and journey. From the earliest days, the church thrives when it is out there. I hope that one of the lasting impacts of worship during this pandemic will be a fresh appreciation for the reality that much of the ministry of the church is something that happens well beyond this building. Our mission has never been just about trying to get people to come in as much as it is for us to go out with the good news, with the truth. We have been reminded during the Christmas and Epiphany seasons that we are an incarnational church called to be the living, breathing, walking, talking, fully enfleshed body of Christ in the world today, wherever we happen to be. So Jesus is up before dawn and out the door. In the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed, and Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. You know, Jesus, back there where we were, where everything was going so well, where your fame was spreading and you healed so many, attendance was through the roof. Let's go back to what we know, to what was working. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. 
Jesus answered, let's go. Let's go on to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. This is a good thing for us. Good news, that is. It was because they went out and kept going out and bringing this good news with them that this faith has reached you and I even this morning. It was nearly a year ago that we uh, had the gathered congregation together and we said, go in peace, serve the Lord. And you went and you have been doing just that. Uh, We are called together around this sacrament where we are fed and forgiven and we always end our services this way. But we're reminded profoundly on a day like this that as the Lord calls us and blesses us and sends us out, it might be a while before we can be back together again. But in the meantime, we are Christ's hands and feet, as Paul sang for us. And so have we been fed and have we been forgiven, and now we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you.